The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Another game, another loss, right? Montreal Canadiens lose 5-3 to to the Buffalo Sabres on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really pissed off about that one. Um, it it could have gone better. It, it definitely could have gone better. And I think they, you know, they, they had a case for maybe one their first win in what 11 games but uh wasn't meant to be hockey gods didn't want them to win that one they hit a few posts they got some bad officiating and it just was not meant to be um a couple minutes into the game let's do the recap couple minutes in of course point shot gets tipped by jeff skinner and it's one nothing and i'll tell you what i like is that the montreal canadians again for the third game in a row since martin saint louis became the coach uh they showed some fight Right? It was a bad first period, which appears to be an issue for them. I don't know what it is that's causing them to have such terrible first periods, uh, but it, it was another one where it was bad. They were outshot, outchanced. Uh, Samuel Montembeau kept a minute again. Uh, it won nothing after one just on that tip point shot by Jeff Skinner. And, uh, you know, Jeff, I am highly overpaid Skinner. Um, I guess he takes all of the comments about him being highly overpaid very personally because he would become a very big problem for the Montreal Canadiens in this game. But, again, I like the fight back because we get into the second period and they start playing much, much better. I don't know what it is. Again, Martin Saint-Louis, apparently his, you know, between period speeches during the intermissions, uh, they, they must they must do something to this team because they came out looking much better in the second period. One touch, Mike Hoffman ties the game early in the period, gets a one-timer from the wrong side of the face-off dot. Pretty bad angle, and he absolutely rips it in. Beautiful shot, 1-1. Much better period. Much better period. The Habs, however, get caught at the end of a long shift. Uh, you know, weren't able to get changed. And Jeff Skinner again, wide open at the top of the circle this time. Beats Samuel Montembeau, makes it 2-1. to one, But the Habs stick with it. Jake Evans throws it up to Jeff Petrie at the point. He throws a clapper. Gets a bit of a member's bounce off of a Sabres player. Into the net, top shelf. 2-2. Two to two. And then, the Habs... For the first time in what feels like forever, get a lead. Ryan Paling throws a beautiful between-the-legs backhand pass from below the line out front to Yoel Armia. He puts it in, and it's 3-2. to two. The Montreal Canadiens in this economy have a lead. And of course, it's very short-lived. Very short-lived. They take a too-many-men penalty not too long after that. Tage Thompson wide open near the bottom of the face-off circle makes it three to three. 
were tied up heading into the third period. But, you know, despite them very quickly blowing a one-goal lead, I was impressed overall by the uh, improvement uh, that I saw from period one into period two. Very impressed. And they kept it going, going into the third period, too. Third period, once more, looking like probably the best period that they played in the entire game. But, of course, it's it's the Montreal Canadiens, right? So it doesn't matter how well they're playing. The hockey gods do not want this team to win a game. They really want this team to have those best odds at getting the lottery uh, or, or winning the lottery and getting Shane Wright. And, uh, yeah, uh, Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie giveth, Jeff Petrie taketh away. He is in on like a one-on-one with Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner has like maybe a half step on him, and Jeff Petrie decides to basically reach in and give him a face wash for some reason. Uh, so Skinner falls to the ice, and his skate kind of hits Montembeau's pad, pushes it in. Um, obviously, the goal counted because it was Jeff Petrie's fault that uh, that Skinner went down. Just a brutal play by Jeff Petrie. And what was odd to me is that earlier on. He had kind of a similar play with Tage Thompson coming in. Tage Thompson being a much bigger player than Jeff Skinner. And he just bodied him and and knocked him down clean. And then with Skinner, for some reason, I guess maybe because he had Skinner had a half step, he reaches over and gives him a face wash and throws him to the ice. Um, Bad play from Petrie. If you're going to take a penalty there, just tackle the guy. Right? Just tackle him. Don't do not do that because then now he's hitting your goaltender and the puck goes in anyways. I mean, whatever. It's 4-3 to three for the Buffalo Sabres at that point. And then, of course, of course, Jeff, I am highly overpaid. Skinner says, fuck you, Matt. I'm not overpaid at all. I'm going to get a fourth goal. Brett Kulak gets beat behind the net. And Skinner out front puts it in on the backhand. 5-3 to three for the Buffalo Sabres. The final score. But I submit to you that, uh, you know, as, as much as I don't like watching the team give up five goals, this was not a bad game. We're still seeing a team since St. Louis took over as coach that is, you know, fighting back. When they get down in games, they don't give up anymore. We were seeing for most of the year, you know, if they got down by a goal or by two goals, it's, it's lights out. They're not even trying anymore. And then they get, you know, shelled 7-1 to and 8-1 and to one and whatever. It, it, they're, they're looking, they're playing like they actually care. They're playing like they have some pride. And I know I've said that in every single game since St. Louis took over, but it's, it's noticeable. It's very noticeable, and you, you got to like that, if nothing else. You don't got to like the uh, officiating, however. Uh, if you check my Twitter, I got some gifts that I put up. They missed two absolutely blatantly obvious trips in the third period against Montreal. I mean, one of them was on Cole Caulfield, and that was when the score was already 5-3. to three. So I guess you could say, well, give it up, Matt. I mean, they were already going to lose that game anyways. But no, I, I will not give it up. You should still be making the calls, especially if a team is leading 5-3. to three. You can't let obvious calls like that go. And, uh, you know, NHL officiating is, is notoriously bad. But th- this was a really bad game. And even going back to that too-many-men penalty... I mean, there was pretty clear interference by Buffalo that kind of helped the too many men to even be a thing. So, brutal officiating. Again, the hockey gods don't want the Montreal Canadiens to win, and I put officiating uh, as being part of that. Uh, But I digress. No need to spend too much time on the officials, right? What else did we learn? What else did we learn actually watching the Montreal Canadiens on the ice? Well, I'll tell you what I learned. We got to trade Jeff Petrie. We got to trade that man. I don't want to sit here and dump on him. Um, And, you know, again, I've said this before. I'll say it again. 
people who are going on social media and like going after his, his wife and, and going after him, give that up. Don't do that. It's hockey. You, you, you don't have to go on a guy's social media and harass him or his family. But, you know, watching that game, it's pretty clear to me. We, we got to trade this guy. He's got four more years on, on a bit of a bloated contract. The Habs need a rebuild. And the only way that they can properly execute this rebuild is getting rid of contracts like that. And then looking at that game, you know, he's he's all over the place. Scores a goal. Great shot from the point. Uh, had a great defensive play on Tage Thompson, who was coming in on a break. And then he does that against Jeff Skinner. I tweeted about it. I was like, man, I say because I, I tweeted the, the video of him uh, bodying Tage Thompson. And I'm like, this is a great defensive play. He's bumping up his trade value. And then minutes later, he goes and gives a fucking face wash to Jeff Skinner for no apparent reason. Again, you know, he's all over the place. It's it's ups and downs, and uh, I I wonder at this point what his commitment is to the Montreal Canadiens, right? That being said, you look at the contract as well on top of the way that he's playing right now, and I think they got to cut bait and they got to take what they can get for him. And I I, I do think that there's going to be interest in him around the league. I think that definitely if anybody knows how to sell a player based on their past performances, on what they've done throughout their career, it would be a player agent like Kent Hughes. I think he can get a uh, pretty good market value for for Petrie if they if they trade him, and I think they they have to do it. Um, that game, you know, made it clearer for me than than it was even before it went into that game. And honestly, even before that game, I probably would have advocated for trading him. But after that, for sure. Um, silver lining in this game, I am going to go with Ryan Paling. Um, I thought he played a fantastic game. I thought he looked. He, he looks like he's actually gotten faster throughout the course of this year. He looked fast. He was an absolute beast on the forecheck below the goal line and obviously had that beautiful assist uh, on the Yoel Armia goal going between the legs. Yoel Armia scoring his first goal since, like, November. So, if you know, if he can get Armia going, Armia is another guy with who you could argue is a little bit overpaid right now. And uh, if, if that is a combination that's going to end up working out as a uh, maybe forming a bottom six line there for the Canadians moving forward... Good news, because I think Armia is going to be one of the harder contracts to move with what he makes and, and how tough he's had it uh, for this season. If Paling is the guy to get him going, great. Obviously, I, I was a little bit upset that they separated Cole Caulfield and Ryan Paling because they've been showing some chemistry, but Paling ended up having a great game. Uh, Caulfield looked pretty good too, so you know, no harm, no foul, right? As long as everybody is still kind of make, take, taking those steps forward and uh, and getting a little bit better. Uh, for for the future, that's the good news. Not not expecting them to, you know, start winning a bunch of games right now because that's probably not going to happen. For the future, we want to see them getting better. So you know, again, if Caulfield and Paling are playing well, whether that's together or separate, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too wrapped up in that. Uh, I, I, I guess good game from both of them. But your silver lining, it, it's got to be Paling. Uh, that was a, a really good game from him. Uh, I like it. And now we get a bit of a break. Again, um, scheduling in this league, man. The the Habs do not play again until this Thursday against the St. Louis Blues. So we'll see if there's a difference, you know. We'll see if maybe they can come out hot in the first period for once. Uh, now that Martin St. Louis is actually going to get a little bit of time to start implementing some of the things that he wants to implement. Um, really, what, I mean, he kind of took over and had three games in pretty quick succession without a lot of time to practice. Now he's going to get 
uh, what, four days off, really. Or no, I guess only three days off because it's already Sunday. <laughs> I keep forgetting it's Sunday. Uh, Super Bowl is about to happen too. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll cut it off there and I'll go start preparing some of my food for the Super Bowl. Uh, like I said before, I got the Bengals. Uh, I'm putting money on the Bengals. The Rams eliminated my team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I am not impressed with them. I want to see them lose. Go Bengals. I'm going to end it there. We're running what? Uh, a little over 12 minutes. So, uh, we are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, we'll be back with another episode after the game on Thursday. Everybody have a good time watching the Super Bowl. And, of course, à la prochaine.